0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool.
1: Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony Aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, how to deal with a needy neighbour, a boyfriend who just won't do chores, a 13 year old who spends his life online, and how to stop fear from taking control. Our first question this week Dear Viv, I moved into a new flat about three months ago and have recently become friendly with my neighbour. She'd just got a kitten, so I offered to cat sit, of course. At first, she seemed like the kind of person who really had her life together. But as I get to know her, I'm getting more and more worried about her mental health. She doesn't seem to have many friends. As far as I can gather, this is partly the result of a very complicated breakup a year or so ago. And she works mostly from home on her own. She seems lonely and desperate for company. She texts me several times a day, ostensibly about the kitten, but always leads it on to an invite to come over and have some wine or watch a film. It seems very intense, and to be honest, it's more than I can deal with right now. I want to suggest that she gets therapy, as I think she needs it, but I simply don't know her well enough, and I'm not sure it's my responsibility as her neighbour who barely knows her. What can I do? Oh, no, cat-sitter-turned-unpaid therapist. What are you going to do? Indeed... I don't know who to feel more sorry for here. Your neighbour, who's clearly lonely and possibly a bit depressed. I speak as someone who also works from home and doesn't even have a kitten to keep her company. Let me just get out the world's tiniest violin. Or should I feel more sorry for you, getting all anxious and tied up in knots about someone you hardly know? Your concern is touching here and I can see that you're genuinely worried about your neighbour. But don't let this turn into a drama rama. You've only known this woman for three months. So you don't really know very much about her life at all. You've gathered a certain amount of information and you're letting your imagination do all the rest of the work. So I think calm down is the first thing to say. I think you're right to say it would be out of turn to suggest therapy. It's hard even to say that to a very close friend and can feel like a very intrusive suggestion. And no, I'm not being hypocritical by saying this, even though I suggest on Dear Viv all the time that people get therapy. But the difference is they have specifically come to me for advice and I don't maintain a relationship with them afterwards. I think the problem here is one with boundaries. This woman is testing your boundaries Do you really want to be a close friend and a confidant for her? Are you the dream cat-sitting therapist friend she has been waiting for? If you're not, then you need to back off and show her where the boundaries are in this relationship. Tell her you're working on a stressful project and you won't be able to be in touch for a few days or a few weeks, so she mustn't be offended if you don't reply to her texts. Or just practice ignoring her for a bit. It's not your responsibility to be her best friend, unless you've given every indication that you really want to be friends and then you suddenly let her down. I think you're worried that that's where it's heading and that's why it's time to nip this in the bud. Alternatively, perhaps you do want to risk this friendship and help her. She wants someone who'll listen and be there for her. Possibly she also wants free cat sitting. You could be a friend to this woman, or you could just be a friendly neighbour. You need to make that choice clear to her by your actions and by your response to her. But I think, first of all, you need to make that choice clear to yourself. Before you start ignoring her, by the way, please do send in cat pictures. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, I've lived with my boyfriend now for five months and whilst it's been great to spend more time together I'm finding myself doing the majority of the cooking and cleaning. I made it clear before we moved in that I expected chores to be shared 50-50 so this has been really disappointing to be honest. His argument is that because he has a long commute, one hour each way, and I work so nearby a 10 minute walk and go past a supermarket on the way back, it makes sense for me to do the supermarket shop. We both agree that I'm better than him at cooking, but I would argue that that's because he doesn't put the effort in or even open a cookbook. And as for cleaning, he uses that classic excuse that he doesn't see dirt in the same way that I do. How can that be true? True. He won't do anything without me prompting him, but that makes me feel like a nag, so I avoid mentioning it and end up doing it all myself. Basically, this has been simmering for a while. And then last month, my boyfriend's boss told him that because the company is expanding but staying in the same office, from now on, he's required to work from home twice a week. I perhaps naively assumed this would mean that he'd have time to buy and start dinner before I get back, perhaps put some laundry on during his lunch break, stick some bleach in the loo, etc. But of course, I came home last week and he was tired from staring at a screen all day and couldn't be bothered to put some shoes on and go out. It's been the same this week. If working from home doesn't change anything, it's clearly not a circumstantial problem, I feel I need to nip this in the bud, and I'm not sure how. Thanks, Viv. Oh, this is my favourite excuse ever. I just don't see dirt in the same way that you do. I hope my 13-year-old son does not find out about that one. Thank you so much for your question, thankless housekeeper and chef. Uh, This is such a common problem, in relationships, so I'm really glad you voiced it. We all say in relationships that we're going to do one thing, and then when it comes down to it, we do another. And one person always ends up compromising more than they intended to, and this is exactly what has happened to you. It's interesting that your boyfriend has been called on his bullshit excuses by his new work situation. It's not that he has good reasons for not doing these things. It's just he doesn't want to do them. (laughs) So the question is, how are you going to make him do this without feeling like a nag? I think if I had the real foolproof answer to this question, I would write it in a book entitled How to Have the Perfect Relationship and I would make a million pounds very easily. But meanwhile, I will have a stab at the answer here for free. I think the answer depends on how much you care about this, how well you know your boyfriend and what you are prepared to put up with. Some people would handle this situation by lowering their standards. What happens if you literally don't do the shopping, the cooking or the cleaning? Could you experiment for two weeks and see what happens if you do nothing? The idea with that is that you figure out how you feel about all of this and also your boyfriend gets to see how much you do to keep the house running. If there's a fundamental mismatch between the standards you expect and the mess he's prepared to live in, then you have a problem and you need to talk about this. It's not insurmountable, this problem, in my experience, but it is a very tricky one. It's very hard for a tidy and clean person to live with a dirty and messy person. I know this because this is a situation in my own marriage. I am the dirty and messy person. I'm trying, okay? There are other things to think about here, though, as well. Does your boyfriend actually know what needs doing? A list might help him. Pointing out to him how much this means to you and how it makes you feel when these things don't happen, that might also help. You might also benefit from having areas of the house which are his to make messy and areas which need proper cleaning. But don't feel defeated by this problem because you're far from alone. I think the difficulty here is that your relationship is quite new and you're just getting to know each other. Longer term, as you suggest, this could grow into a big problem. You do not want to end up being the one who does everything and just grows a massive festering ball of resentment inside her. So talk to him, make clear what you expect, but also be prepared for him to have different ideas about what needs doing. Another solution to all this, outsource it all to a cleaner and share the cost. Actually that is the title of my book that's going to make me a million pounds. Outsource it all to a cleaner. It's totally divorce proof. Our next question this week: DiV, I have a thirteen year old child who's obsessed with being online. I can't tear him away from a screen, whether it's an iPad, computer or his phone. He needs to have his phone for school so I can't take everything away. I can't stop the Wi-Fi and it wouldn't work anyway because he has data on his phone. He gets aggressive when I try and stop him and I'm really worried. He would literally watch YouTube for a whole day if I didn't stop him. It's ruining our family time. It's ruining everything because he just wants to go upstairs. What can I do? Ah, caring analogue parent, as the mother of a 13 year old Star Trek fan who has just asked me to buy a second Netflix account so that people in our household can watch two Netflix things simultaneously, I feel your pain. I do think there are some solutions here and I'll get to them in a second. But what I really think is there might be a generational issue here, and I've dealt with this in my own life and I'm still dealing with it now. It's very difficult for us to understand, I think, what life is like for teenagers now. And we're very quick to judge them and to judge ourselves. It doesn't make you a bad parent if your child wants to be online all the time. For them, being online is like breathing. It's their playground. It's their social world. It's their life. What I would look at is how he's being affected by being part of this world all the time is he a miserable person? Does he answer you back and is rude? When you say it's ruining your family time, what exactly do you mean? It's not unusual for a 13-year-old to want to get away from his parents. I, I would be really worried if he didn't want to get away from his parents. So what I'm saying is a bit brutal. Maybe adjust your expectations. Maybe this is not him being terrible. Maybe this is him being normal. On the other hand, I do sympathise as a parent because I really worry about screen time too. Um, I have a 13 year old, an 11 year old, and a seven year old. It's really important for teenagers to be offline sometimes and off screen for at least part of their life, as there's so much evidence now that digital addiction is not great for mental health, even for adults, let alone for children. I also think it's important to force teenagers to engage with family life, even if they grunt a lot whilst doing it and sway around like Kevin, the teenager with their hair hanging in their eyes. There's a bit of that going on in our house at the moment. Can you talk to him about this? Say that you know you're being an old fart, but you'd like him to spend more time with you. Don't make it about taking something away from him. Make it into something positive that he can go towards. Ask him what he'd like to do as a family. Ask him what you can do to get more time with him. If that doesn't work... And don't judge him if it doesn't. He's just being a teenager. Then you can go towards bribery, I would say. Yes, I am such a great parent. Uh, Can you make a deal with him? He gets to spend a certain amount of time online as long as he does family-related things that you've requested. The problem with that option, though, is that you need to be ready to enforce it if he disobeys. And in my view, that's quite a slippery slope because you're setting yourself up for a war if you strike this kind of deal. So try talking to him first and find out what it would take to get more time with him. Good luck and stop beating yourself up. It sounds to me like he's just being a totally normal teenager. our last question this week. Dear Viv, I have quite a high pressure job and I keep myself together at work, organised and focused. Then evenings and weekends, I regress into a teenage state, messy bedroom, drinking too much, haven't had a bank card in a year. But it feels too overwhelming to overhaul my life since I'm nowhere near where I thought I would be. Basically, how do I stop fear from taking control? Hello, teenage weekend dirtbag. I love the sound of you. Please can we hang out? But only on weekends, of course. You sound far too dull and sensible on work days. I'm only joking, of course. And I'm thinking that maybe there isn't actually much to joke about here because possibly this email is very, very sad. What do you mean you haven't got a bank card? You haven't got a bank card and you have a high pressure job? This sounds worrying to me. The drinking in the messy bedroom, I'm not so worried about. Who doesn't have a few drinks at the weekend and mess up their bedroom a bit? And I say this all as a 44-year-old mother of three with a very active bank card. But what is all this business about? I'm nowhere near where I thought I would be. What is that pressure that you're putting yourself under? It sounds as if the high pressure of the job is bleeding out into the other areas of your life. And you're not drinking and causing a mess in your bedroom because you're having fun and letting off steam. You're doing it because you're stressed and we can't have that. So please take some days off work, have a drink detox for a few days, tidy your bedroom, get a bank card, for goodness sake, do some yoga, give yourself some time and space to think about why you feel so pressured. And why you're starting to say silly things like, I'm nowhere near where I thought I would be. None of us are anywhere near where we thought we would be in life. Life is what happens while we're making other plans. So stop being so mean to yourself, get some headspace and tidy your room. Yes, I am secretly your mum. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at ThePoolUK. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign in to
0: ThePool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we'll see you there. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.